Okay, so you guys have been running your own business for over a year together, but now there's something new coming, right? Indeed it is. What exactly is that? Can I know? Is it too early? Have y'all <laughs> told people yet? Uh, a few people. A few people? Yeah. Okay, hit me. Welcome to another episode of Paris, Texas, a podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Dead Cat. If you guys are not aware, Dead Cat is what powers this podcast. We have studio downtown. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. You can find us all over the place. Come check us out. Hang out with us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, I'm currently transitioning out of vibes to start a new business. And uh, that business will require me open a music studio. Really? In yeah. town? Yes. Awesome. Okay, I really want to know more about this, but I don't want to jump too far ahead. Right. So we're going to talk about this at the end. Is that okay? okay that's fine. Deal? Okay, I start every podcast in the same exact place, the very beginning. And I want to start with Brittany. Okay. So uh, also, um, Wendell and Brittany Johnson, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I forgot that a couple times and Lee calls me out. She's like, say their name. <laughs> okay, so Brittany, where were you born? Paris, Texas, yeah. right here. <laughs> so where did you go to school? Did you Went go to, to same Paris. school, Paris? Yes. Okay. All, All 12 the... years, yes. Awesome. I missed one day of school. No way. <laughs> Just one. And I was sad I didn't get that trophy. <laughs> okay, well, do you remember what the one thing was that, that kept you out? The one time I was sick in my life. The, the Literally one time, yeah. That's got to be heartbreaking. It was when everybody else got their trophies. Just how one day. How many more were there? There was at least five or six more people. How many we're, were in your graduating class? We had 173. And out of 173, there were that many people that made it all 12 years without a, a sick day. That is correct. Yeah, I would have been fine in sick days. <laughs> Mama, I just don't feel so good. <sighs> we love school. Oh, awesome. Okay, so growing up, what was something that was like that you loved doing? Was there a hobby? Was there a sport? Absolutely everything. Every, everything. I kept my parents very busy. I cheered. I played soccer. I was in the band. I played the alto saxophone. Okay. And any other club that was in school, I was either the secretary or the treasurer for it. So. How did they keep up with that? <laughs> I don't know. They still don't keep up with me. I'm still that busy. <laughs> now, how many siblings did you have? I have one. One. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, and I know her. Yes. I, sometimes I ask questions that, the, that I know the answer to, but I kind of have to because they don't know the answer to it. So, okay. Um, did she do the same? For the most part. Okay. She cheered and she played soccer as well, and she was a gymnast growing up. Did So were there anything that, that y'all did that was different, or was they all pretty much? I guess around the same because the gymnast slash yeah. cheerleader can be about the about same. About the same. Yeah, but other than that, she liked makeup and things like that early, and I didn't until probably about seven years ago. Okay, really? So, yes. Okay. My photographer okay. wanted me to wear makeup on my wedding day, and I was like, no. Mm -mm. He met me like this. this is how I'm going to do it. <laughs> well, I like what you got going on right now. It's your, definitely different. <laughs> your green matches your shirt. Like, you came ready. I tried. <laughs> it looks good. Okay. So through school, you did kind of everything. Yes. Now, was there a plan? Like when I graduate, I'm going to be blank. Just helping people. Just help. You knew and it was going to be something that helped people. Yes. Okay. So health and human services. Okay. Is actually what I got my degree in. Okay. And so you went to college for that. I did. Where'd you go to college? I went to UNT, University of North Texas. Let's go Eagles. <laughs> awesome. 
Um, now, so you knew it was going to be helping and serving people, but did you know in what, like, was there a, like, master plan? I'm going to be doing that, but I'm going to be doing that as this. Not exactly. Okay. Um, what I do now is something that I fell into, um, kind of on accident, you know, and okay. I'm so glad that I did. But no, just helping people in helping any kind people. of way. So also along with going to college for just human services, I went for Spanish and sign language. Okay. And so that was a way to help more people. Okay. So that, you know, trying to be trilingual is an awesome thing because I can help more people and reach more people. And you're still, are you fluent now? Bilingual. Bilingual. Working on trilingual. Okay. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Um, say something to me. <laughs> I just want to hear it. Ben, conmigo, a dead cat. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to pause. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Wendell, you ready? Yeah. Where were you born? Uh, Paris, Texas. Paris, Texas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good old um, Paris. So where did, what did you do growing up? Uh, I was mainly into uh, basketball and uh, music. Music? Yeah, and um, basically just kicking it with friends. Just I, was, I always liked to be around people. What was the first instrument you played? Uh, I played the drums, actually. Actually? Yeah, yeah it started with the uh, church. Church? Yeah, church. That's amazing. Yeah. I love, okay, uh, tangent, I do this sometimes, squirrel. Um, <laughs> so I love that church offers opportunities for people to learn things that they probably wouldn't get to in other situations. So, right. like, for me, video, uh, I didn't actually get to learn it in school. I, it, was, it was in a church that had, was big enough that it had its own video department. And then that's where I learned my passion was video. So um, I love that you got the opportunity to learn drums in church. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, did you have someone that mentored you or was it? I had a couple of uncles. My uh, family is very musical. Okay. Uh, growing up as a kid, we all was around music 24-7. Okay. Uh, they had a band. And ever since I grew up, like I said, we had a, they had a band and it was all family. Kind of like the Jackson 5. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you started with drums, but did you find one that you liked more than drums? or? Uh, no, I actually uh, just stopped doing the music, and then it became when I went into the recording music. Okay, yeah. okay. So yeah. how young were you when you started playing drums? Um, that was about eight or nine. Really? Yeah. I cannot imagine me at eight or nine trying to play drums. <laughs> now, was it like... Was it like playing or was it like... It was more like a pocket player, just okay. like the beginning okay. stages. And uh, like I said, I was around it so much, it kind of began to be natural. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so how long did you play for before you kind of stopped playing? Um, I played about two to three years. Okay. Uh, I had split custody with my parents, so once I uh, was went back with my mother, then it kind of... You know what I'm saying? Died down. Died down. Yeah, because it was in two different cities. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you, did, so in high school, were you still playing when you were in high school? No, no I, I paused. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't play in high school. Um, didn't even get in band. Really? No. I, did I, you I, try? I tried, but once they told me I couldn't play the snare drum, I didn't want to be. Oh, in. okay. <laughs> um, what school did you? I didn't ask that. Uh, I actually went to two schools. Okay. Uh, I, my parents again had split custody, so uh, I was with. My, my dad, uh, 8th, 9th, and 10th, and okay. then I went to Clarksville High School, okay. 11th and 12th, and graduated from Clarksville. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, same question earlier. When you were approaching graduation, did you, 
Did you have a plan? Did you have a thought? Like, what were you thinking? Um, yeah, I did. I wanted to be a, a, a architect. Okay. Um, Is that something you did in school? Yeah, I actually went to college and got my degree in drafting and designs. Really? Yeah. Did had you dabbled in that before graduating high school? Uh, yes, I. It started here in ninth grade. I always like to see how things. I like to see things come together. Okay. Like as far as being built, I like to see something come out of nothing. Okay. So that what that's what made me get into design and. Were you a big Lego fan? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Little bit. See, I thought when I was a kid, I would build. I mean, I had I had five gallon buckets just full of Legos, and I would build and build and build. And I remember, I feel like I remember someone saying in my life that like he's going to be some sort of builder. <laughs> um, where I th- I'm very creative, and I think that's probably part of what that was. But I don't think I could build anything. Leah, Leah comes up with really great ideas of stuff to build, and I'm like, Who are we going to hire for that? Who are we going <laughs> to who are we gonna call? Because yeah, I don't yeah. think you want me building that. We um, had Legos too, but they were candy. Ones. They were candy Legos. <laughs> When did they come out with candy Legos? It was like Christmas time every year. There were little blocks, and they were all different colors, and they were candy. I missed that. Yes. Yes. So they didn't build. We just ate them. Yeah, 250 (laughs) of them gone the first day. (laughs) So a majority of what I had was just the, like, we call it free build, where it's Mm -hmm. just like four or five different colors of blocks, and that was it. They didn't have a whole lot of, when I was a kid, of these, like, giant Death Star, like, sets that you could buy and you know build this like giant thing or whatever it is now they have so many of them they do um my old uh, oldest once i can't remember what he calls it it's like a resort mm-hmm. but it's huge <laughs> like it's like 500 dollars, and i'm like dude santa ain't bringing it <laughs> that ain't gonna happen how many pieces was uh, i don't remember it was a bunch Sound like Wait, about ten thousand pieces yeah it was a bunch <laughs> yeah um, but I did not, no, we did not get him that. I didn't, I missed the candy Legos though. Oh yeah. I mean, it was when we were kids, so it's yeah, probably they still probably not don't out. Do it anymore. But I also don't look for them anymore. Yeah. Because I mean, like you said, those 250 pieces are gone quickly. They <laughs> come in a bucket, right? With a yes, yeah, yes. Okay. I can see, for some reason, I can see you and your sister trying to build something. Then all of a sudden you're like, I need piece this and, and y'all can't find it. <laughs> Morning, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <"Good> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, um, so architect, that, that's super interesting. Um, did you have to, to get into that in school? Did you have to uh, do like a, um, a draft or did you have to submit something? Uh, no, well, when, in high school, I, the only reason I did go into it because I remember having a teacher in engineering graphics class that told me that, uh, like, man, you would never do it. You know, it was like. Wait a minute, he told you you could never do it? Yeah. And that's why I did it because you know we get we, as kids in high school nobody's interested in doing math and you know trigonometry yeah. and yeah. which math is my favorite subject. I always used to want to be a math major, but uh, you know we got into that and playing around a lot. And he was like, you know what, y'all are here playing and and you know y'all will never become drafting. This is not interesting and da 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 da. Yeah, so I put a nail on this tire. <laughs> <laughs> What's sad is you're probably the third or fourth guest that has told me that as a kid they were told, and it wasn't always teachers, yeah. I believe, but as a kid they were told they couldn't do something. And what's really funny is a lot of times it's not like I want to be an astronaut. Like, I don't know. Like, let's right. just be real. Like, astronaut's a hard thing to do. 
it's stuff like this. Um, I had one guest that wanted to be a mechanic, and uh, his his mechanic teacher in school, I think, or somewhere when he was a kid, told him he couldn't do it. It wasn't going to happen. He didn't have the the business sense to run a business, <laughs> right? Well, and don't have to grow, um, right? And so I always told myself that I was never going to be that person. Like, it's possible. It That's might right. be hard, but it's possible. Um, okay, so I find that fascinating. So you went to school, and, and did you really put a nail in this tire? I really did. You know, it was, we, we had the same teacher for wood shop that we had for engineering graphics. Uh, and we was out there building wood one day, and you know, I showed him. You know, me and my buddies. Does like, he know this now? No, nah, he still don't know to this day who did it. He came back to school the next day. Hey, I had a flat tire on the way over. <laughs> okay, so go so leaving school and having that in your life, did it drive you to to succeed in that? Definitely, uh, especially when I went to register for classes that I always played back in my head all the time. I'm gonna you show can't him. do this. You can't do this. You can't do, this, or you're not going to be able to do this. And and then when I finally graduated and did, I wanted to find him, but I couldn't. Oh you man. Know? I still look for them on Facebook. I want to send them the picture of my diploma. I don't know that my audience <laughs> is that big, but I really hope he's listening right now. He's thinking that was, I remember him in class and that was me. <laughs> and I was wrong. Um, okay, so you graduated um, college with that degree. Mm -hmm. What was the plan there? Uh, to go straight into my field, but uh, you know, life happens. Uh, I had an early kid at, at right in senior year of high okay. school. And uh, I really wanted to take that, and then I decided to go to the Air Force. Okay. You know, so when uh, it came the process to swear in, and mm -hmm. I had to, that's when the Afghan uh, war started. Okay. So, you know, I had the question of the uh, guy that signed me up to get in. I was like, well, would I be able to come back and see my son born? And uh, they're like, well, with the war being heightened like that, it's no guarantee. So, Man. you know, I had to bag out of that. So that's when it left me clueless on what the next steps in life was and old faithful TCIM in Paris, Texas. Okay. <laughs> okay. So where where were you living before then? Uh, I was living in Clarksville, but uh, a little personal, but uh, my senior year, we got evicted from my house. Okay. So when we got evicted from my house, my mom owned because of divorce. Okay. Uh, you know, me and my sister came together and we uh, got apart our first apartment up here. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you and your sister together started roommating and got an apartment in, in Paris. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you're living in Paris. You've done all of that. And um, let's pause. Sorry. I don't want to okay. jump back oh, to no, you. No, we're good. I have to remember to pause. I get so invested <laughs> in the story and I forget. Wait a minute. Yeah. There's another one. Okay. So you, you got out of college. Yes. And then where'd you go from there? I stayed in the Denton and Frisco area for okay. just a little bit and then moved back to Paris. Okay. For the first time, started working at Paris Fitness and Aquatics, where I met you. Yes, and I was hoping we were going to get there. Yes, and my sister was already there, and then um, Shauna gave me a chance, and it was probably one of the best things that could have ever happened to me, Right. just because it opened my like eyes to a whole lot more, mm -hmm. and actually trying to be healthy, and that's where I started my journey, really, of really trying to figure out like what was going on with my body, and um, you know, when you start looking at yourself a little differently, mm -hmm. like, well, maybe I'm not too healthy. Maybe I had too many chicken nuggets, you know, because <laughs> that was like college life for me, yeah. you know, just the fast food and you're not thinking about your health and 
that's not how we grew up. You know, we grew up on carbs. That's what we were fed and that's what we knew. Mm -hmm. So at any rate, it was just fine to eat a chicken nugget and a French fry and have a Coke or whatever every single day. Um, not side note to my parents, they did great raising us, mm -hmm. but like my favorite meal was fried chicken, cornbread, mashed potatoes, corn, and maybe a pea or two. <laughs> the only green that we had on the plate. <laughs> okay, so I have to snitch on my wife. Okay, I say this a lot, but my wife doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can talk about her. <laughs> I'm a teller. <laughs> so when we got married, she didn't eat any vegetables. Oh. N nothing. Like, she, she was very, a little more picky on what she liked to eat. But somehow, I, I mean, I love, I love a lot of vegetables. So somehow, she's, now she eats salad. Okay. She'll eat corn. Um, she'll eat, well, she'll fix this really good, like, um, it's like the uh, California medley mix of like, it's oh, like yeah. uh, 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 cauliflower and broccoli and carrots. carrots. And she puts them on a pan and she has this like seasoning. I don't know where she found this, but mm. she has a seasoning she makes on it and then she puts it and bakes it. It's really good. And I still, I feel like her parents are still a little shocked that she'll eat these things right. because she would not eat them growing up. Um, a really good story. Yeah. This is, I'm sorry, I'm squirreling oh, here. Oh, Squirrel on. So... <laughs> Uh, growing up, Kimmy didn't like mayonnaise, right? So she had this, and I may have told this on the podcast, I can't remember, but I want to tell you. <laughs> so she had, her, they went to this particular restaurant, and I don't remember what the meal was, but it had mayonnaise on it. And she ate it, and she liked it, and she asked her parents, like, what is this? And they didn't want to tell her it was mayonnaise because she was eating it. Right. So they told her it was special cheese. <laughs> mayonnaise is special cheese. So she kept eating it. It gets better. <laughs> Uh, so she was like 15 before she found out that it wasn't, there was no such thing as special cheese. And she was like on a cheerleading outing and someone was like, I don't, I didn't think you liked mayonnaise. And she's like, no, this isn't mayonnaise. This is special, special cheese. cheese. <laughs> At 15. I don't know if I'm allowed to tell this story, but <laughs> I just did. So. <laughs> special cheese. Uh, so needless to say, she does actually like mayonnaise on, okay. depending on what it's on. Right, that uh, makes sense. Right, I'm the same <clears throat> way. <laughs> anyway, sorry. It's uh, okay. <laughs> a tangent. Okay, so back to your story. So PFNA is when you started, and I think you're right. I feel like people, it's almost, it's like an eye-opening heart change experience to know, like, wait a minute, what I've been putting in my body forever is not good. Right. Um, so what did that look like? So you're, 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 at work and you're starting to open your eyes like what how did your mindset change it changed because she gave me a chance to teach a dance class i've always loved to dance and i've also always been a heavier girl like my entire life but it never stopped me from accomplishing things mm -hmm. you know i was probably one of the highest jumpers um with my toe touches and herkies and whatnot and cheerleading so it never got in the way so to speak but you, you feel different, you know? It's like when you're heavier, you're more out of breath. When I reached over and I couldn't <laughs> tie my shoe, I knew I had to make a change. So back to Shauna, she gave me a chance to teach a dance class at Paris Fitness and Aquatics. Mm -hmm. And I told her I didn't look like most instructors. And she said, and that's the whole part. Mm -hmm. If you're in your journey and people will know that you're real and they're gonna come to you because of that versus somebody that's already fit. And I was like, wow, like I never looked at it like that. And that was one of the best things like I've ever done. And I still do that dance class to this day, not at Paris Fitness and Aquatics, but- You um, still teach it. 
I do. No. Yes, I That's do. That's amazing. Still doing some of the same dances, like, and people that have followed me from Paris Fitness and Aquatics to when I was at Nutrition Journey and to now to Vibes Nutrition, they all still come and we still break out those dances every now and then. That's amazing. Yes. So I don't know Wendell as well, but I've known you for a while now. And I feel like that's a great story to tell that to explain your personality. Um, I feel like you 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 strive to accomplish your goal, and like it's I'm trying to say this in the right way. Like it, it's almost like you tackle that. Like I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it. And it doesn't matter if people think you can't do it, right. or people think that you not you don't have the right body type to do it, or it's not going to work in Paris, Texas. So don't do it. Like, right. it doesn't matter. You're going to, you're going to do it and you're going to do it with your all. I feel like yes. that really like explains who you are. Well, thank you. And I feel like I haven't only heard a little bit of a story, but I feel like he's got a lot of that in him too. Yes, indeed. Yes, um, indeed. I like to show with action sometimes when you walk in silence yes. or run in silence, you know, you don't, people don't have to know. They can just see it. Live by example. That's right. All day. Live with everything. Life. Yes. Okay. I'm on, I want to jump back on here. Go for it. Okay, so you're, you've, you've uh, architects behind you, uh-huh. you tried the military, but because of your son, you weren't able to do uh-huh. that. Um, what, what's next in your, in your stage of life? Uh, next thing was, uh, we lived in Paris, mm-hmm. and I took a leap of faith of trying to create a family for, you know, my son, mm-hmm. so, you know, you try to make it work with the parent, and mm-hmm. I ended up moving to Denison, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, stayed there and got into my field finally of designing. Okay. And uh, that was my first designing job with uh, CM truck beds. Okay. You know, so I designed there for a while in Mayville, Oklahoma. Is it is it like CAD drawing design? Yeah, it was it was CAD design. Um, back then, I can't think of the name of it. Uh, it was a different program. Yeah, it was a different program, but basically the same type of thing. So. You know, I'd done that for a while. I drove two hours every day to work and two hours home. And oh, that's yeah, rough. Yeah, it was rough. So. Now, were you able to utilize what you'd learned in school, in high school and in college, to to do that job well? Uh, to a certain extent. It but, was a little bit different than what I learned. Okay. You know, in school, they really teach you the basics of, you know, the best experiences when you actually get on the job. Yep. You know, so we did that. And when we when I finally got in there and started to learn... I found it wasn't something that, the type of drafting that I was interested in. Okay. You know, in college you take 10, 11 different type of draftings you do. Okay. And, uh, you know, I let that journey go, you know, and. Uh, so let me get this right. So you found that that wasn't the exact type, but it was something you enjoyed, but it right. wasn't the, like, it wasn't the niche that you liked Right, right. And then okay. it wasn't worth the drive every day. Yeah. You know, because uh, that's when, uh. It had to be in 08, 09 during the recession okay. of that period, so that's when gas is like we seeing now. <laughs> yes, you know, and uh, you know, it was costing me a hundred dollars every two, three days. And to do something that's not your exact thing is right. hard to right. do. No, it makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. So that was that journey, you know, it ended and then it comes about right on back home to good old Paris. <laughs> back to Paris, Texas. <laughs> Yeah. Now, when you come back to Paris, Texas, are you looking for something that's still in your field or something that's more in your niche? No, I became a bum. Like, you, really, like living off my parents. You became a bum? I became a bum. I was in a dark place at that time. I you know, be- the, I, the reason I came back was differences with the whole relationship thing. So okay. uh, when I came back to Paris, I was in a dark place. I didn't know what my next goal, what I was going to do. I didn't have no plan. 
Okay, so I have a question for you because I I've likewise have been in a place in my life not now this is several years ago where I was in the darkest mm-hmm. place in my life. Do you feel like both with the family things that you had going on and possibly not having a creative outlet was that something that affected your like stage of life and and being kind of in a dark place? Um, I think it was more so. You get to this age in life where you in. I'm in my early twenties at this time, okay. so it's like all my friends are going on and doing what they want to do, and it's like I'm stuck with not knowing my place in life, mm-hmm. like what your I want to do, purpose. Yeah, purpose. So, you know, I always been the type of person that once I get a hold of something and I actually learn and like it, then I take off. But at that time, I didn't know what they was. Okay. You know, and then that's when the music came. Okay. Yeah. So music in, makes yeah. an interest back in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I feel like just to tell my just a little bit yeah, of mine. Yeah. I felt like for me, I I was doing jobs that, like you that right. were not my purpose, were not my thing, and I even dabbled a little bit in other creative jobs, but I hadn't. I was I was filling my life with things that weren't what my passion was, and it put me in a really dark place. I was bringing it home, just being yeah. kind of depressed and like sad. And it took a leap of faith in doing something in doing something that I really love doing, right. but might have cost everything. Because if it didn't work out, you know, it it would have not been great. But it did work out. Right. Um, that's interesting. Okay, so music comes back in. Right. Um, how, what does that look like? Uh, at that time, I'm learning how music works, like in the uh, sense of um, forming a group. Okay. Um, a band. No, just a, like a rap group, more so of me being uh, running a little label, small okay. independent type of label. Like a producer? Uh, yeah, I would call it more of a... He's humble, yes, yeah. a producer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, producer, it could be like just head of a label where you get artists and create opportunities for them, even okay. though I didn't have nothing. I just still always felt the need that I wanted to see other people live their dreams, you know, in a sense that was lost, but hoping that would help me find my way okay so when you found this was it like a light bulb like this is it uh when people started to gravitate towards what i was doing yes yeah okay yes okay yes. pause <laughs> <laughs> okay question for both of you have we met have y'all met yet no no okay don't let me jump don't let us jump over that <laughs> getting um, close okay getting close real close <laughs> um, okay so where did we leave off? I'm sorry. I was so into his, and now I'm forgetting where we were. Um, back okay. in Paris at Paris Fitness and Aquatics. Paris and Aquatics. So yes. you're, you're teaching, you're, um, you're learning kind of your brain is switching towards uh, loving um, your body and loving how to put the right things in your body. Where do you go from there? I'm still there <laughs> each and every single day. But um, like he was saying with people just starting to gravitate towards you, mm-hmm. um, that's what I kind of built. Okay. And it came on its own, not just me building it, but you know, the Lord putting certain people in your life that need to be there at the right time. So dance class just like hit it off really well. Okay. And I was doing the other group exercise classes, starting supporting people. That's something I've always done in my life and I probably won't ever stop that. Okay. Um, I just, like he said, just love seeing people also succeed. Yeah. And it doesn't have to look like that for me, if that makes sense. Okay. So um, just, loving doing the dance class, getting results in there, and truly starting to lose some weight. Because okay. I was um, at my heaviest, like I was telling you, I couldn't tie my shoe, 
and I knew I had to change. So, okay. do you feel like you built a like a, a little community at that point of people through dancing and through teaching, and then meeting other people that kind of probably like minded? For sure. Um, and <clears throat> I feel like having like a community like that's so important because it helps kind of champion you on to move forward is that kind of what you feel like happened oh yes and that's in my daily life now as mm -hmm. well and what I get to give to people in that aspect that's and amazing. I just I know I don't want to get emotional but it is um absolutely one of the most rewarding things ever okay because people thank you but it's really not you it's not you know they've done the work um I'm just the vessel here helping out so you're you're part of the community, so like they're doing the work. You mm -hmm. you might be showing them the steps or the or the you know the dance routine, but right. they're doing the work. So it's really That's about it. it's about all of us. And yeah, I like that. Making the community, like you said, mm -hmm. yeah. building building a relationship, building a community, building building your tribe. However yes. you want, however you want to say exactly. it. Exactly, all the above. <laughs> um, okay, so how long? So obviously you kept dancing, or you kept teaching dancing still. Uh, did, how long did you stay at PFNA? I stayed there, I believe, two years. Okay. Almost three. Okay. It was 09 to the beginning of 12. And where'd you go from there? <laughs> the police department. <laughs> I was a dispatcher. Because, <laughs> you know, of course, we got to make some money. Yeah. Well, and at the time, you know, it was way back then. So the dollar amount that you were making wasn't as what they have now, mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. And it was time for me to get to me a big girl job yeah and still I still did dance classes as well this is where like ever since I've graduated I did not I did not work in high school my parents told me I, as long as I did what I needed to do I didn't have to work and they took care of everything and they did but the moment I graduated I had two to five jobs yeah until now amen <laughs> so I was just telling a story with Leah and someone else the other day I stopped counting at 50 jobs when I got married <laughs> yeah Okay. And everyone, and I feel like everyone immediately goes to like, oh, he got a job, quit a job, got a job, quit a right. job. No, had I'm like all. you. I had <laughs> once, I've had several like four year jobs throughout, like several jobs that I kept for a long time. My problem was, is I would pick up a second job and I'd work yes. nights at a place. Yep. And then I'd pick up a weekend job and I'd do, you know, <clears throat> part-time weekend jobs. And I would be running three jobs at the same time and I'd wear myself out. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I can't do this anymore. I have to, I have to slow down. So I'd back down to my primary job mm -hmm. that last a couple months and I'd be like, I'm too idle. I need to do something. Exactly. <laughs> so I'd get two more jobs Yep. and I'd wear myself out. Um, but, and I've had several jobs since I've gotten married. I, I, <laughs> while married, I've had several three, three job time frames. And I think it kind of, I was telling them, I feel like it kind of helps me with dead cat stuff. Because having multiple clients is kind of like having multiple jobs For and sure. juggling different things that are going on. Um, but, okay, sorry. You're good. I keep jumping that, in there. No, so. I, I agree. That's, and the reason why I would have so much, it wasn't just about chasing the money. It was a goal. Yeah. A goal like paying off my vehicle early that I had gotten. You know, I got finally got a vehicle that was absolutely awesome, you know, to the nines, all decked out, and it was a payment I didn't want to pay. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, we'll get rid of it. Well, so let's do this. Double and down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's what we did, so. Okay, so you you have, have when have we met yet? No, we're Are we right close? there. We're right yes, there. We're right Do close. I need to catch him up? No, we're about we're, right we're about there. right at the same spot. Yeah. Okay, tell me about how y'all met. <laughs> 
We met at Campbell Soup. Campbell Soup. Yes. Yeah, so. We all both working there. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. We met in the on the floor, but we had the same training class. Okay. And um, my dad did not want me to work at the. Fa- we call it the family business because all of our family members have gone to Campbell Soup. Okay. And so I was like, it's a good paying job. And I need to make some money instead Adulting. of having several. Mm, yeah. Yes. So I'm going to go. He was like, well, the first layoff they do, I'm going to go in the office and tell them to take you off. And I was like, <laughs> no. you can't do that. But whatever. So before I got my job at First Federal, okay. I worked there for two weeks and two days. And <laughs> during those two weeks and two days, we met yeah. <laughs> on the floor. The pretend boring. Pretend. Per- whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? He told me the day I was leaving that he wanted to be my pretend boyfriend. And so that was what his name was in my phone. <laughs> so when you saw her, what were your thoughts? Uh, definitely. Well, let's back up. I okay. used to see her in Paris High when I went to Paris High. Okay, so but, you, you had your eyes on her long before. And I, I knew a lot of people, 9th through 12th, but I don't remember him. Yeah. Well, the thing was, I told you I was back and forth so much. Yeah, that makes sense. With schools, but... uh. I, you know, the girl in school, I, she hate this word, but it's the popular girl that's always around people. And yeah. The cheerleader. And, you know, so I didn't have the, the guts to go up to her and approach her when I seen her in school because, you know, I it's felt hard. like, yeah, I felt like, man, I'm going to get rejected. <laughs> you know, so I never did. I always thought she was a pretty chocolate woman. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know. I was just, I couldn't get in my way to go up to her, yeah. you know, during that time. Yeah. And he was listening to other people say that I was stuck up. Yeah. Aww. Come on, now, you know, every cheerleader stuck up. It's right. <laughs> I disagree. Okay. <laughs> I, sorry, I hate when people don't champion people to do things. Yeah. I had someone when I was wanting to propose to Kimmy say the same thing, you should, like, you really can do better. Wow. And I'm like. Like, how do you even know? How do you know? Like, we've had, we'd already had a relationship for a long time. Like, exactly. I had learned that this is the right person for me. How Obviously. could you possibly tell me that something you, you couldn't even know? Anyway, right. so I hate when people interject and tell you something like that and then discourage you from something that was obviously meant to be. Well, it was another way of telling me that she was out of my league. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, back then. Yeah. You know, this was in 2003. Knows. We'll just chop it up to like it wasn't the right time. That's exactly uh, right. Yeah. Because I was right. with someone. Okay. So. Well. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I still wanted to try. Right. Nah, but I did. I respected it. Okay. Okay. So, so you had your eyes on her back then, and then you saw her at Campbell Soup, and you're like, this is my chance. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm a guy that goes off energy. Okay. You know, so... She always had a, a beautiful personality. Mm-hmm. And lots and, of energy. Yeah, and lots of energy. And then she was, to me, I was a, that, that's what attracted me. Okay. You know, and uh, never even knew it, knowing that she's leaving. It was just the, her last day. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, you know, she's, and I heard her over talking saying it was her last day. So I'm like, this is my last chance. Last I might chance. not get to see her no more. You know, so, hey, can I be your pretend boyfriend before you leave? You know, so you won't forget <laughs> about me. Aww. You know, and, uh. You know, she gave me her number, and, you know, we talked. I don't, I, you know, I did have a girlfriend at the time, but oh, we, no. was, we was on the outs, though, so, you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, so that girlfriend's out. Yeah. And then, and now you're getting the right girlfriend. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So how long did y'all date for? So we met in August. We got together December the 6th. Okay. 
um, after he went with me to one of my um, parties at First Federal, our Christmas party. Okay. And we dated for nine months, and he asked me to marry him. So, so me and Kimmy were kind of similar. It was like it was like uh, well, a little a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> we met three and a half months dating, three and a half months engaged. Okay. Married. Perfect. Well, you know, you know. Huh? That's it. Um, I, yeah, I was old. I, how old were y'all when y'all got married? I was twenty-one. And I was 23. Okay, yeah. so Kimmy was like 20, and I was like 27. So I had, like, the first thing I told Kimmy, I was like, I've, I've chased girls. I've, I've, you know, done the, the party thing. I've, you know, I, I know what that's like. I ain't looking for that anymore. Right. I'm looking for Miss Wright. Yes. Right? And I and if this is what you want, then I'm good with going forward. And that's what I'm talking so, about. So um, that's, that's awesome that you guys just knew like that. Okay, so you got married. Where did y'all get married? We got married in Lamar Avenue, Church okay. of Christ. Okay. And the entire town just about came out. Thank goodness for how big that church you is. You packed it out? <laughs> for sure. It was over 500 people. Okay. And then we were slightly over fire code at the fairgrounds for the reception. Awesome. And um, what I really think is neat, because I know a lot of people, everybody does what they want to do, but we didn't have alcohol at our okay. wedding. And because uh, we know our family members, <laughs> but um, everybody told us later that that was the best reception they ever been to okay. without alcohol. So I thought that was pretty neat. That's you very skip, neat. You skipped the big part. I'm sorry. Okay, the, the, tell the us proposal. the big part. Okay. The proposal. Okay, I want to hear no, it. No, the proposal. I had her, her sister come with me, and we picking out rings at Walmart. Okay. And uh, you know, I finally find the ring, and you know, her sister knows what she like, and I get it. So I was like, I proposed to her, asked her parents all in one night. Okay. And it was my night. little brother's birthday. Yeah, all of it in one night. So, you know, I asked her parents and, you know, her dad is very dry. So, you know, it was like, uh, you know, I really love your daughter. I want to marry mm. Mm. You know, I'm like, God. You know, so I'm nervous. And the mother, you know, the mother, you give them a chance, you know. that. So mm -hmm. that happens. And I finally get to go ask her. She's eating. We eating leftover Domino's. Uh, <laughs> we said. So she turned around, I said, what if I asked you to marry me right now? She said, quit playing. So I get on one knee when she eating a pizza and she almost choked on this jalapeno pepperoni pizza. You know, awesome. it left me on my knee for about five minutes. You know, I still have problems. Because he was a jokester. And I didn't think he was being serious. You gotta make him work for it. Yes. Yeah. And okay. so when I noticed that he was truly being serious, I was like, wait a minute. Uh oh, are you being serious? And I really did choke on my pizza. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Because yeah. we only talked about it one time. Okay. So, you know, it was just like, we, this is what we want. You know, if that's what's going to happen, that's great. But if not, then we can go our separate ways. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. But Good job. Yeah, we skipped back to the wedding. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, big wedding. Yes. All right. So, did y'all go on a honeymoon? We did. Oh, long seven days in Las Vegas. The Las worst, Vegas. The worst thing you could ever do is stay in Vegas seven days. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my Way goodness. too long. Too long. Yes. I, so I've been to Vegas several times for work. Actually, Lee and I both have been several times for work. I can I could probably handle two or three days. Yeah. Yes. Uh, for any reason, work or, or anything. Yeah. I don't know that I could handle much more than that. Um, it's just, it's a lot. It is. Yes. It's a lot. I mean, I'm Definitely, if you're not gambling or partying every day, then it's literally like, okay, we've seen this hotel yeah. five times already. <laughs> we went and sat through like the timeshare, so you get like the free stuff at the end mm -hmm. if you say no still. And we saw shows and things that mm -hmm. way. Had awesome dinner, 
did go see all the hotels and museums, but mm -hmm. I mean, I almost gave him yeah. a heart attack. You know, we had just got married. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't ride roller coasters and I loved them. So <laughs> we got, he did get on the roller coaster with me, but it was, it was rough yeah. after. I hate, I hate thrill. <laughs> I don't like thrill at all. Little. Well, kudos for you doing it for the, for the honeymoon. <laughs> yes. Okay, so y'all come back from your honeymoon. What's what's the? Are y'all still working? Where where are y'all working at that stage? At this time, um, right before we got married, Turner laid him off. No, okay. Turner. Um, what's Turner? No, laid me off. No, that was Campbell Soup. I left Campbell Soup to go to Turner. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, so okay. Look, how you forget that? One of them laid you off. <laughs> this is why we're recording, so y'all can't forget it. <laughs> right. Yeah, the uh, day before our wedding. Oh man! And so that was already on the foot, like, because he used to be a warrior. I about that. And he was like, "Oh my gosh! Like, what are we gonna yeah. do? Like, how am I gonna support us?" Da 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 da. Yeah. And I was I, like, "It'll be fine." I get laid fine. off the day of the wedding rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Yes. Mm, yes. That's brutal. And then on Tuesday during our honeymoon, they called him back, but he left and went to Turner. Okay. Okay. So that's where that was. And uh, I was at First Federal. First Federal Community Bank. Point. And you're still doing dance? Yes. And you, are you stu still doing music? No, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm mm -hmm. doing music. Still music. Okay. Not as much because, uh, you know, when you get married, you kind of. Adulting. Yeah. Er everybody be like, well, he ain't got time for it no more. Yeah. You know, he's married now, but it was always in my heart. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, moving forward, like, where, where do y'all, how do y'all go from there to. Um, thrive. To vibes. Vibes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Vibes. Good. We're thriving. <laughs> You're thriving. I'm sorry. Vibes. Ooh, that was a long road. It was. It was a long road. We um. Well, we had a child, yes. an angel baby. Okay. So we got married, the layoffs, starting a new job, and then um, three months later we get pregnant. I surprise him with this because his birthday usually ends on uh, Father's Day, like every few years. So Father's Day and um, his birthday was a surprise that we were pregnant. Okay. But um, we still don't know to this day exactly what happened. But um, five months later, we had our baby girl and she didn't make it. Okay. And so that put us in a place of telling our story okay. and helping people still. Because um, mm -hmm. a lot of people just don't come out with it, which mm -hmm. is fine. Everybody looks at it differently. But I felt like it made us stronger. Mm -hmm. together and know that we can just conquer anything yeah and then we moved forward and we were still in Paris at this point um, we both had picked up several jobs so he was at Jack in a Box and Turner and doing music on the side and DJing. I, and yes DJing. I DJ for 10 years awesome like during our whole marriage yes this was our, my sidekick my MC yes. <laughs> that was fun that was a really fun time so we did that together and then I did the Paris Golf and Country Club okay. as a bartender and um, whatever other job I could do at the time. Prime time um, is what I transitioned to as well um, with the senior citizens and playing in the water and on land doing exercises, still dancing. And um, I'm working at Jack in the Box and somebody orders a hundred taco, tacos, I leave. <laughs> that's <laughs> that happened? That was real? Yeah, that's Done. Real. that was my last day. And then he came to Paris Golf and Country Club with me as well and we did that, paid off the car early, met, we gotta go faster. So timeline now, mm -hmm. I'm talking about moving. Okay. And I tell him 
um, either you can move with me or I'll come and see you on the weekends or you can come oh, and see no. me on the weekends because I wanted him to see more than Paris at that point in time because he had never really gotten out because Clarksville okay. also is a small town and I just wanted his mind to be open to a little bit more. Okay. And so we needed to get out of Paris first to see that. To I'd see been that. out, but he hadn't. Okay. So Did he come with you? He did. Yes. He finally did. That move, <laughs> that move changed my life. Okay, what happened? Um, Tell me about it. When we, when we got that move, I was so used to being here my whole life that I never knew what was, it was more than this. So when I moved to Denton, and I really didn't know nobody. You know, you, you feel comfortable at home and everything, but when you move and no, don't know anybody, that's what really lets you know, like, man, you know. So when we move, I get a good job building diesel trucks for Peterbilt. Okay. Uh, COVID hits. Uh, they lay 1,500 people off. Um, she, at the time, was working at the Nutrition Club in Paris at okay. Nutrition Journey. Shout yeah, out to them, the OG Club. Yeah. Um, she moved, she does this. I get laid off. From the Peterbilt? Yeah, from Peterbilt. Okay. Um, we have to alter our lifestyle changes because, you know, the city is expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, so when COVID hit, I'm in a frenzy because I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I moved up here for this job. Um, I don't know what our next move is because, you know, she's making income, but we, we live in a lifestyle based off two incomes. Mm -hmm. So when you lose that big income, the main income, it brings you back down to like, okay, we're going to have to live minimal. Yeah. Very minimal. So we lived a minimal life for, for a little bit. Um, COVID hits. Makes uh, it harder. Yeah, it makes it real harder. Hey, that's when the music comes back. Okay. When, okay. The, when okay. the music comes back, it changes my life to the point where. And I you get, found that in Denton. I found it in Denton in the living room. Uh, you know, I pick up a, the camera habit. You know, I start picking up a camera. I was just trying to learn something new that can be beneficial to music. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's when I learned the cameras. And, you know, I sit there and study. You know, they say put 10,000 hours into your craft. And, you know, I start looking into that and, and studying. And that became another thing that I added to my music thing to where I can get artists to have everything they need in one. My mm -hmm. goal was to build a one-stop shop. And um, during that time, I do that. And then I'll let her tell you about the, the vibes and how vibes came about. Yeah, tell me about it. I'm, I'm super interested. <laughs> so we did move to grow, grow in so much more than just our minds, mm -hmm. just, you know, financially as well. Because, you know, at that point in time, about five or six years ago, Paris wasn't competitive in pay mm -hmm. like a lot of other cities are. And so... That's one of the main reasons why we moved, you know, financial stability and then just to grow more and grow together away from both of our parents. Mm -hmm. And so um, we do that. I did not get a job at all. I mean, you're overqualified. You've got this. You've got that. You've got hope. We'll call you like nothing. And so I finally went to the country club because I had just left the country club here and they did hire me. They do pay a little differently, so it was nice, but it's not what I wanted to do. And then I walked into a nutrition club in the city, and they told me about our biggest event of the year with Herbalife. And I was like, what is that? And so she's like, you don't know about this? It's called extravaganza. 
And so she's like, you need to talk to whoever you've been talking to and get a ticket and go. And I was like, okay. So I did that. And once again, just life-changing opportunity, man, that came our way. And that is how I got to work um, at Nutrition Journey at one point and also opened up our first club called New Life Nutrition in McKinney. So I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not super familiar with that that <clears throat> that world, but I yes. do know that I, f- I feel like it's very community-driven, kind of like what your dance thing was. Yes. So it to me, it feels like you found another, it's like obviously you have your dance community, but you found this other community that, that pulled you in and made you a part of it and ultimately changed your life again. Yes, and that is so true because when I did come back to Paris the first time, I found out that I was a type two diabetic. Okay. And when I stumbled upon um, Nutrition Journey, randomly one day just walking around the Tejas Plaza and had a drink for the first time, Stephen Tillery, absolutely floored me with awesomeness. He talked about God, he gave me a drink that made me excited and it tasted good all at the same time. So I was sold from that day on, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And then speaking to that girl in the city about extravaganza, Full, whole circle, he, just back around. opening all these doors and yes. stepping stones, and you just like, this right. This And that's exactly what it felt like. It's like, okay, I'm not getting any of these jobs and these opportunities in the city that I'm living in now. Because it's closing God. the wrong door, the right yes. doors. It's closing the right doors so exactly. you can open the right doors. Exactly. Okay. And so then um, fast forward, started working at Nutrition Journey as well as having my own club in McKinney. And like he was saying, when you move, you don't know anybody. You mm-hmm. grow the community met a whole bunch of awesome people there. I still talk to them to this day and I get to see their children grow. I get to see them grow and just whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. in their lives. I still go attend some of their fit camps and all that good stuff, or we just go and have dinner and hang out. And I did Nutrition Journey for two years before we opened Vibes Nutrition and we were still in Denton. Okay. Um, Our team was growing and they wanted to do a club as well. And I told them, I was like, y'all do realize we live in Denton, right? We had looked at some (laughs) locations in Denton as well, but you know, the city's a little different than Paris. The price was definitely astronomical. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like, just not right now. We'll just keep, you know, building and Mm -hmm. doing it from the house. And Mm -hmm. just the Lord spoke to us and we needed to come back to Paris to fulfill some more purpose Mm -hmm. here. And that brought us back to Mm -hmm. Paris. And Bob's was opened. Back up, though. Uh-oh. Back up to the McKinney Club. You know, I'm working at Peterbilt during this time. So we're able to take a risk on this business. And you know what happens. And the club was doing okay. It supported itself. But like I was telling Brittany, uh, you know, I think it's time to move on from it to do something different. Mm-hmm. You know, in a sense. So... Believe it or not, I'm not, after this happens in McKinney, I um, I didn't really believe in supporting that, what she had going. Okay. You know, in the sense of, I think you need to do something different. But, you know, Brittany stand, you know. She gonna tackle that, yeah, that the, goal. Yeah, the perseverance she had in it, you mm-hmm. know, um, it happens and, you know, Paris comes up in the topic of conversation. I'm like, man, we just left her. You know, I don't want to go back, but. Oh, everything kept lining up to the point where, you know, you kind of, I ain't going to say it didn't have a choice, but it was just too good not to 
do. So we're walking on a date night in Paris on Saturday and you know, we walk across a building in Tejas Plaza hadn't been occupied in five years. Not Tejas Plaza, Williamsburg, uh, Williamsburg on Colossal Street. Okay. So we pass, it's empty. And um, I made a few calls from somebody that I knew that uh, had been there before. And the building had been abandoned. And so I called and we set up a deal and look at it and, you know, remind you at this time, income is gone because the layoff and COVID yep. hit and, you know, so uh, believing in her, you know, I took everything I had from my savings, everything that I was wanting to do with music that I was going to put. Mm -hmm. Here, you do something. Here, I want to support your dream back home because I knew this is what she really wanted. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I could make it regardless and different things. I'm always been the one that if I have to work at McDonald's to, you know, get it running, I'm there. I'm mm -hmm. there for it. So, you know, we take I take everything I have enough to start the business and we put it in, put everything in her lap, and she turned it into a, a great thing. Um, definitely glad that I was able to, you know, help her in a sense. We helped each other. I ain't gonna say it's just me because she had a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. You know, if I wouldn't have seen the grind, then I wouldn't have put everything that I wanted to put into her to support her dream. And now she's doing the same thing for me. Okay, so let's jump there. Um, so. Fast forward because we're over time, but this is too good not to go over time for. Um, so vibes, and then you open a second one, right? Blossoming out, blossoming out. Yeah. Yes. So you've got two of them now, and now y'all are introducing another big change in y'all's world. Let's talk about that. So I kicked Wendell out of vibes. He can come back and visit, but there's no time like the present. Mm -hmm. So if you want your dream, you have to go after it. Chase it. He has literally been wanting to do this since we've been together. Music is a part of him and all the other things that go along with that. And so a week ago, I gave him the boot and he's been doing awesome, just taking care of clients and doing his thing. So okay. that's the new transition that we were talking about. And you can take it away from there. No, it's just... Uh... I, it's really unreal to be able to wake up and get to do what you love to do every mm -hmm. day. I know you know because this is awesome what y'all got going. Mm -hmm. And uh, to be able to wake up and do what you love every day is kind of scary because yeah. every time I wake up in the morning, I'm like, man, I got something to do, you know, other than what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you get in that mindset of, you know, a routine. And But when it comes to something you do and it's yours, you it's kind of like, I don't know, I wouldn't say procrastination, but it's like, again, it feels so unreal that you don't even feel like it's achievable sometimes, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I feel yeah. And uh, with the music thing, you know, I just want to uh, give artists a chance locally, mm -hmm. you know, give them a voice. I mean, I do have connections in music because I've been in it so long, um, but, you know, it's a blessing, for, like I said, for her to give me the opportunity to step into the thing of opening up this, you know, studio with a friend. Okay. You know, so. So is it, are you, do you have a, you have a building? Yeah, we were currently remodeling. Okay. Yeah, okay. it'll be located on uh, Provine Street. Okay. Yeah, so. And is this a place where an artist, if they want to record, they can record? Yeah, they'll be able to record. So that, will they, will they rent the space from you or will you become like, is it like a label? No, it's not a label. Um, it's more of a, you know, we don't have, we have studios here, but 
the thing is, I wanted to put one in the inner city. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And, and be able to work with artists and their budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, it can't take money to run the studio, but, you know, we try to work with our artists because music is expensive. Oh, yeah. You know, and everybody don't have the money to go to Dallas to pay $100 an hour for studio time. Mm-hmm. So what we try to do, we bring it in here to make it more affordable for artists to, uh, you know, get out what they want to get out of motions and, you know, uh, get people out of, you know, things that they don't want to, I mean, that they want to do that they don't think is achievable, you know, so. Okay, do you work with all styles of music? Yes, yes, uh, all styles of music. Uh, I love R&B music, I love country music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got an ear for a lot of different music. I don't just want to make it one style of music, you know what I'm saying? I don't like to put myself in a box, mm-hmm. ever. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, Ages, how do you have to be any age? Yeah, you can be any age to come in there. I actually got a, a, a lady that I'm talking to about her daughter. She's like eight. Okay. And, uh, you know, okay. Yeah, so, you know, it's uh, out of East Texas. So, you know, I'm trying to branch into all different type of things. Like I say, helping people with different budgets and, and um, you know, helping them achieve their dreams, you know. So what is there? What's the is there a name of this? No, we hadn't came up with the name for the studio. Okay. Um, not yet. Not you yet. You know what I'm saying? But uh, we're working on it. Working on you it. You know, and uh, it, you know, I got the podcast as well. Okay. You know, we run the podcast out of the studio, uh, G's and Gents podcast. Okay. It's more of a it's, it's comedy. And you know, where can crazy. they where can they find that podcast? Uh, that's on YouTube. It's G's okay. and Gents podcast. Uh, okay. I actually have my own radio station app. Okay. Uh, you can download on the Apple Play Store and Android. Okay. It's called Cash Talk Radio, and what we do on there, we got all the artists out of the 903 area and put their music on there, and it can be heard worldwide. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, so yeah, I run that station, and uh, we do the podcast on there, and we let artists come on and interview, tell, people, tell the world about their music. We give them that platform. That's amazing. Yes, sir. I love that heart. Yeah. I love that community that you're yeah. building. I feel like you guys have the like, same kind of heart for your community and building a community within within your like uh, jobs and within your circle of people. And um, I just love that. I love that about you guys. You see, that's why he had to go. So that's why you had to give all him the that. boot. Yeah. Yes. Because sometimes you got to give an artist the boot. Like you almost have to like kick them into a place that they have to yes. do it. Because if you don't, then they're just always going to almost mm. have that like self doubt of like. I just don't know if I can do it. I don't know. And, then you um, look up and you're 50, yeah. 60, 70 yeah. years old and wish that you did. Yes. Being comfortable. Yeah. Yes. You know, you yeah. get comfortable. Comfort zone. Yeah. I, you know, that's what uh, I think it blocked me for a lot of opportunity, being yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Awesome. Well, yes, thank sir. you guys so much for being on my podcast. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. This was of great. Course. We laughed. We had fun. It was a good conversation. Thank you. We yeah. appreciate you guys. We appreciate y'all for having us, man. Definitely. Definitely cool. prefer. I love y'all. Studio, everything's going. Yeah. You know, I love it. All right. Thanks, guys. See you guys next week. And done. Nice.